Mindfulness helps you to recognize where you are and to make better thought decisions. And then music helps you get into that flow and induce more positive mental states once you're in that state of rhythmic flow. Hi, welcome to the Be Here podcast, where we talk about how we can live more mindfully by living more musically. My name is Brian Royce, and this is where I share my journey with music and with mindfulness. Thanks for joining for another episode. Like I said, my name is Brian. If you are a returning listener, thanks so much for being here. And if you're a new listener, welcome. It's great to have you. This podcast is where we talk about how we can learn from the fields of music and the fields of mindfulness and meditation to live more intentional and meaningful lives and more musical lives because they both go hand in hand, as we will see again later on in this episode. We are on season two of the podcast so far, and this season is dedicated to talking about rhythm. So again, if you're, you know, you're just joining, the way that we've been breaking things down is by talking about music in three categories. The first is rhythm, the second is pitch, and the third is expression. According to my definition, you need all three of these things for something to be counting as music. And so we're gonna take different seasons and talk about these different pieces of music. And right now we're talking about rhythm from the perspective of a musician and also from the perspective of, of someone who takes mindfulness and meditation seriously. So the topic for today is how rhythm can affect your mood. But before we get into all of that good stuff, I'd love if you could just pause with me and take a couple deep breaths. As is tradition, we always start like to start these episodes off by just grounding ourselves. So for this one, we're gonna do an interesting rhythmic breathing exercise to kind of calm anxiety um, and help you be a bit more grounded. It's called a box breathing exercise. Essentially, we're gonna inhale for four beats, we're gonna hold it for four beats, we're gonna exhale for four beats, and then we're gonna hold it again for four beats. And we're gonna do that cycle about three times. So just get somewhere comfortable. It'd be cool if you could close your eyes, but if you can't, that's also fine. And try to bring your attention to the feeling of air as it as it connects with your body, basically. So the moment it enters your nose or your mouth, just notice it and count for four beats. So let's go. Let's breathe into it. In, two, three, four. Hold, two, three, four. Out, two, three. Four, hold, two, three, four, in, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four, out, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four, and in, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four, out, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four. And then just just let your breathing go back to normal. You can open your eyes. I'm glad that you've chosen to be here. So again, that was called a box breathing exercise or a square breathing exercise. There's a bunch of different names for it, but I kind of like that one because of how it uses rhythm to kind of ground yourself. You know, you're sticking to the beat. You're sticking to the one, two, three, four. I don't know about you. Sometimes I find it kind of hard to hold my breath for four beats. I'm just like dying. I need to exhale. But after you resume your normal breathing after, you sort of feel a bit more in control of your thoughts, a bit more like your attention is locked in on something, which is your breath. And that right there is the whole premise behind mindfulness and meditation. 
If you haven't tried it or you don't currently meditate, I highly recommend it. So let's get into this this episode for today, guys. We're talking about the rhythmic breath and, and rhythm's effect on your mood. My main point for the whole episode is this. You can use rhythm to cheer you up by getting moving, like getting physically active with rhythm. That right there is the premise behind this whole season, actually, how rhythm connects to our bodies and how our bodies influence our minds um, and all of those mindful, lovely stuff. So I kind of want to start with another personal anecdote like I I often do. So today we're getting vulnerable on the pod. <laughs> I'm going to be I'm going to be sharing some of my own like my own mental life, just putting it all out there. And honestly, like what's there to be ashamed of or like scared of? If anything, somebody will probably relate to this. So if that's you, hit me up. I'd love to talk about these kinds of stuff. But so yeah, personal anecdote. I I have sort of an established pattern of like sad boy behavior, for lack of a better word. Depression would be the clinical word for it. Um, and there are different types of depression, of course. But it's basically, you know, a pattern of observed behavior that I have just seen throughout my my like late teenage and adult life, where I basically get stuck in these negative thought patterns. That's what we like to call them. And I'll just feel extremely down and out of it and lethargic for like weeks on end, sometimes months on like, of course there are days that are like nicer than others, but usually there's like a season of life. It's is kind of what it feels like where I'm just like in the dumps. I feel slow. I feel demotivated. I have no interest in like people or activities or anything really like the stuff I'm usually like into that bring me joy. I'm usually just not into it. And I kind of just disconnect. And the only thing I'm interested in is like junk food and staying in bed and like Popeyes and Netflix. Um, it's not a great time. But what I've learned from my my established pattern of behavior, right? Just just looking back on my life and making some observations about this feeling of depression is that for me, depression slows me down and it makes me feel stuck. And then you sink and then you spiral and then you just it just feels really hard to pull yourself out of it out of this funk which can last for a lot a long time and that's kind of where I have been for a long time many times before and even recently I've just felt stuck and I don't know if, if you relate to this then I'm sorry <laughs> but hopefully this episode will speak to you I mean I was in a similar place really recently and I decided you know what I'm tired of feeling like this all the time and I was just wondering, like, where has all of the joy in life, like, gone? <laughs> I know it sounds really sad, but so what I did is I turned on some music, basically. Um, and I decided to listen to, like, a random playlist. It wasn't so random. Some I remember saving, like, Obama's summer playlist 2022 um, a couple, like, months, weeks ago. So I, like, pulled that up. I turned it on. And I was like, let's just listen to what Obama listens to. I don't know if he actually listens to this or if somebody else curates his playlist. Um, but... I think it's a really interesting mix of music, but it was cool. Like I found myself like it kind of not immediately, but like eventually a bit more like chill. I was just enjoying myself. And I think one of the songs that came on was a D'Angelo song, um, Spanish joint or something like that. And it was very groovy. It was like I started to move and I was feeling it. And that's when I was like, you know what, Brian, just go with it. I just had this little like dance party in my own like living room at night. And... I kind of just, it kind of helped me feel better. <laughs> it's kind of interesting how that worked. R the rhythm of these songs like got me physically moving. And 
it made me i mean people have been talking like ellen talks about this on her show like how she just loves to dance and dancing makes you feel better but just out of observation there's clearly some link between rhythm and our emotions right it sounds pretty obvious but i mean there has to be something deeper and something cooler to this because by simply moving my body, I'm forcing myself to like shake out of the, the grip that this like sadness or this funk has on me, even if it's just temporarily, but it's fun. It like shakes you up. You get your body actually moving. And like we spoke about in previous episodes in this season, it induces the flow state. It's this, this state of feeling so connected to the present moment and so engrossed in what you're doing just for the sake of fun, basically that you lose track of time and you lose track of your sense of self and self-awareness. Um, those are some of the defining tenets of the flow state, which I think is tremendously fascinating as a as like a state of consciousness that we all have had access to and still can access. Um, and I'm really curious about this as it relates to things like music therapy and like how music and rhythm helps us to feel better in our minds and bodies. And it was fun right? I felt better. I felt inspired to actually write the bullet points for this episode afterwards. Um, and I wanted to talk about it because look, it's not like I'm saying that that dancing or rhythm is some magic cure for mental illness. Definitely not. I always try to choose my words really carefully on the podcast so as to not to be, um, so as not to be reductive or to minimize the feelings of anybody else with, with different experiences in their own mental health journeys. But there is something going on here, right? Stepping into a flow state and getting physically moving in some activity where you, where you engage multiple parts of your brain and body in sync, in synchrony, to, to go with the flow and to have fun feels like it's activating the opposite behavioral patterns that depression holds you in. You know what I'm saying? Depression, depression says stay silent stay sedentary, stay inside your bed, this is no fun, and flowy, flowy rhythm states or flowy mental states say, get loud, get moving, get out of your head, and like, this is like really fun. Those are kind of opposite um, mental states in a sense. And, uh, you know, we talk about mindfulness on this podcast. Mindfulness to me has been useful in identifying the thought patterns and the behavioral patterns that go on upstairs. Um, and it's helped me not only to identify that these thoughts are there, but to help begin put some distance between those thoughts and my sense of self. So, for example, instead of saying like, oh, I am angry or I am depressed, I'm able to kind of step back and draw on mindfulness skills which you know you gain from meditating and noticing your thoughts and labeling them. I'm able to step back and sort of witness the anger or even the anxiety as like physical sensations or these depressing thoughts. We just witness them as patterns of thoughts, right? That's all they are, thoughts. And it's it's no longer I am sad, but there is sadness. Or, you know, I am no longer at the center of the emotion, the emotion or in the middle of the storm, but instead I'm witnessing the emotion or I'm witnessing these like weather patterns as an observer of my own mind and body. I don't know, I like to use the analogy of um, like weather patterns, clouds, etc., to as a metaphor for like your thoughts, which, which sort of just appear and then disappear, but you don't have to be attached to them. You can kind of witness them and watch how they just kind of dissipate slowly. Um, you know, to extend the, the analogy, someone with depression might feel like 
the the climate it's not just a weather but it's like the climate of this place is often gloomy but again it does help mindfulness does help to recognize that this exists but it's not you you know um it, it's helped me recognize that these things in my my mind are just repeated stories that i tell myself often or there are a lot of scripts that i will repeat and rehearse and get tied to um and they're negative scripts and once i'm able to label them i realize i actually have the power to overwrite these scripts right that's one of the the real powerful things of mindfulness but just because i'm mindful doesn't mean that it's easy right or it doesn't mean that i don't feel these things because that's actually that's actually the hard part is coming to grips with these thoughts about your thoughts that's one thing but then actually acting on it or trying to overwrite it is a whole other story right it's much it's much more comforting sometimes to just like stay there and be sad and take a nap or numb the feelings at something and honestly if that's that's where you are right now then like do what you need to do to take care of yourself um nobody's judging you know if that, if that's what you need to do hashtag #selfcare but like don't stay in those states forever don't stay stuck forever like be encouraged that you do have control over your next thought and the next thought and you can control your next action you know to think better thoughts for example and to get moving so yeah mindfulness practice has gotten me to that point and then music takes me the rest of the way and actually helping me get off my ass and like do something rhythmic or to get my heart rate up and start having fun right that's where music comes into play here i'm trying to build in rhythmic exercise into my daily routine um as a means of self-care and also musical practice because music is a form of self-care for me so for example like building time to practice my guitar i mentioned in a, like i think it's the last episode i'm like currently learning guitar it's hard but it's like really fun as well there's so much rhythm that that goes into it and even like just like dancing by myself sometimes in my room or like going out to a party or like wherever there's like playing live music and just step into these states of flow um as maybe like while you're exercising if you do spinning we we talked on a previous episode with Natalie Mori on like spinning and how music comes into play there in that kind of flow state for me like singing loudly in the shower has been another such activity that just injects a little fun into your life a little music into your life and these flow state experiences don't have to be explicitly musical i don't think but i do think that music has a unique power over our emotions because not only does it have rhythm which gets our heart moving in sync or beating in sync and our bodies physically moving but it also has the emotional and the lyrical content like supported by like the musical aspect of things like pitch and chords um which all make for i think a more emotional experience than simply doing something like playing tennis might i don't know i don't play tennis i used to play squash though but i still feel like the power that music has in combining rhythm but also pitch and also expression opens us up to the possibility that maybe we could relate to something in the lyric or in the expression that even unlocks something or inspires you in a in a different way to to still help you to help out your emotional state um even if it means by like connecting to a memory music and our memories are really closely intertwined um and that can also trigger some powerful emotions that could be healing and cathartic and helpful 
talking from experience, navigating ment mental health is, is hard. But my point, again, is this. Mindfulness helps you to recognize where you are and to make better thought decisions. And then music helps you get into that flow and induce more positive mental states once you're in that state of rhythmic flow. If this is something that you struggle with, you know, that personal analogy, I just, I mean, anecdote that I just shared, be encouraged, right? Don't be, don't be too discouraged. There are more hopeful days in the future to still come and more fun days in your future than how it may feel right now. And how you feel right now is not how you'll feel always. That was a big lesson that I have to continually remind myself and reaffirm when my own negative scripts take over. And mindfulness gives me the distance to be like, mm, no, I'm going to affirm something else in my mind and with my words and with my actions. If you have related to this, this topic of depression and you need to hear this, your, your life is valuable even if you don't feel like it, even if your feelings are telling you otherwise. Negative thoughts are, are, are literally just that. They're just thoughts. They appear, they disappear. And you don't have to hold on to them or identify with them. But you do... You do have the power to, to make more active choices, like getting your body moving, listening to music, playing music, practicing meditation, expressing yourself and talking to somebody you trust, right? We're going to talk about that some more on season three, which is on expression. But in the meantime, be loud, be unapologetic, and then see what that does to influence your mental states after you infuse a little music and a little rhythm into your life. Does it get your body moving? Does it get your heart rate up? And has it maybe even temporarily shifted your, your emotional state to something that's a bit more positive, a bit more fun, and a bit more enjoyable? And then notice those thoughts and those mental states too, right? The positive ones, notice those too as, as feelings and as a parent is in consciousness that are just as real and just as transitory too as the negative ones, right? That's what it's about. That's what it means to be a human, I feel like, is to be able to experience and balance and, and hold these two different sides of, of mental states and different sides of the human experience in you as a human and be able to, to recognize that right now I may feel this way, but in another moment I may feel another way. The power of this though, the power of mindfulness and flow states is sort of shifting the ratio of how you spend your time and how you engage with your thoughts towards one that has more positive thoughts and more you know, flow states and more mindful induced states of consciousness as opposed to more, you know, or maybe I should say, and less um, depressive thoughts and less anxious or angry or, or negative thoughts. If you can control these things by being better, being a better curator of thoughts and making more, you know, active lifestyle and musical decisions, then why not tip the scales in favor of the positive mental states by simply engaging in those behaviors more? That's what I mean by living a more mindful and a more musical life. And that's something that I am personally trying to do. And that's my goal for this podcast is to encourage you, anyone, who, whether you are a musician or, or maybe you're not a musician, to just infuse a little bit of mindfulness and a little bit of music into your life and introduce a little bit of rhythm and see how that affects your mood and your own mental health. Um, and basically just engage with this new field of, of research that has the potential to really transform just the overall quality of your life and your relationships. So give it a try and let me know what you think. 
Really short and sweet. That's it for today's episode. I just wanted to come on and share a really, really short thought. If you found this this conversation or this topic valuable or interesting, please do share it with a friend who you think this might also serve. It does help with the organic growth we're trying to achieve on the podcast. And I would love to connect with you or your friend after you share this with them on what you thought about this episode, what you think about the podcast in general, and any other fun stuff you think we could talk about on future episodes. Remember to connect with me on the socials at Be Here Podcast on Instagram or at Brian Royes, that's B-R-Y-A-N, Royes. I would love to hear from you with feedback. And if you also want to talk about like fun musical stuff or ideas for the podcast, let me know. We're also starting an email community. So DM me if you'd like to join to be a part of our mindfulness community where we share tips and insights and comments and just experiences on what it's like to, to live more mindfully and live more musically. The song of the week, or the songs of the week, I should say, because I couldn't choose this time, are Mona Lisa by LeJay and Sars. And also, another one I thought was really fun and catchy was All For Nothing, or I'm So In Love, is another, is in brackets, by Love, L-A-U-V. Go look them up. They're both super rhythmic and interesting in their own unique ways. They get me moving, they get me dancing, they make me happy. So I hope they have the same effect on you. So remember to be mindful with where your attention's at. And as always, make it good, make it groovy, and catch you next time on the Be Hair Podcast.